Hello and welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Food Freedom Coach, and I'm really excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today's another one of my shorter episodes and today it's all about self-compassion. So you've probably heard about self-compassion and maybe you're actively trying to practice it, to offer yourself kindness and understanding when you're having a difficult day or when things go wrong. Or you might be quite skeptical of the whole thing. And I know that I used to be very skeptical. I thought self-compassion was all a bit fluffy or woo-woo and it wasn't really my thing at all. Yes, compassion for others felt natural and correct, but directing it inwards felt weird and wrong. So like me, you might have been brought up to kind of just get on with it if you're having a bad day. Maybe you tend to brush your feelings under the carpet and present the coping front. So the typical British, I'm fine when asked, how are you? And you might be quite self-critical or harsh towards yourself when things go wrong. You might even think that this is a good thing, thinking, well, I deserve the judgment or criticism because I messed up. Interestingly, you might even fear the softening of your inner critic. You may fear that this will result in you giving up all motivation and drive and opting out of life. Just sitting at home and watching Netflix and abandoning plans or goals. But interestingly, the research shows that these fears are unfounded. By being self-compassionate, by forgiving and nurturing yourself, this can set the stage for better health, relationships and general well-being. And self-compassion yields a number of benefits, including lower levels of anxiety and depression and better body image. Self-compassionate people can recognise when they are suffering and are kind to themselves at these times, which then reduces their anxiety and related depression. So it makes a lot of sense. So how to do this whole self-compassion thing though? So having compassion for yourself is really no different from having compassion for others. So think about what that experience of compassion feels like. So firstly, to have any compassion for others, you must notice they're suffering. So if you ignore that homeless person on the street, you can't feel compassion for how difficult his or her experience is. However, if you stop and you pause and your thought processes go to think about how that person might be feeling, you're probably going to feel a wave of compassion sweeping over you. So it's applying this to yourself as well. So the first step of, felt, of self-compassion is by beginning to recognise when you're feeling upset or anxious or alone, actually just taking a moment to pause and notice this. Now second, compassion involves feeling moved by other suffering so that your heart responds to their pain. Now the word compassion literally does mean to suffer with. So when this occurs, you feel warmth, caring, and the desire to help the suffering person in some way. So if you see your friend crying, you'll probably step in and ask them how they're doing. You might comfort them and be with them in their suffering. 
So self-compassion involves tending to your needs in the same way. So actively responding with kind words to your own pain. And having compassion also means that you offer understanding and kindness to others when they fail or make mistakes, rather than judging them harshly. Now we're often so much better at doing this for others than for ourselves. Our standards can be unrealistically high and perfectionist, whereas for others we can be much more forgiving. So with self-compassion, it's also offering yourself this same understanding and kindness rather than expecting yourself to be perfect. Now finally, when you feel compassion for another rather than mere pity, it means that you realise that suffering, failure and imperfection is all part of the shared human experience. We all have our difficult days. We all sometimes feel sad and alone. Nobody really has it all together. So self-compassion involves acting the same way towards yourself when you're having a difficult time, when you fail or when you notice something that you don't like about yourself. So instead of just ignoring your pain with a stiff upper lip mentality, you stop to tell yourself, this is really difficult right now, how can I comfort and care for myself in this moment? Now, while for some people, self-compassion might come really easily and naturally, others have to learn it. Luckily, it's a learnable skill, and it's something that I've definitely had to work hard to practice. Now, Harvard psychologist Christopher Germer, in his book, The Mindful Path to Self-Compassion, suggests that there are several, several ways to bring self-compassion into your life via different methods. He and other experts have proposed a variety of ways to foster self-compassion, so I'm going to talk now about a few of these. So number one, it's about comforting your body. So it might be resting and sitting in your favourite chair or lying down. It might be eating something healthy. It might be massaging your own neck or feet or hands. It might be going outside in nature or taking a short walk. Anything that you can do to improve how you can feel physically will give you a dose of self-compassion. Number two, writing a letter to yourself. So it's writing down, describing the situation that has caused you to feel pain. So it might be a breakup, a job loss, a poorly received presentation. So you write a letter to yourself describing the situation without blaming anyone, but you really acknowledge all your feelings. A third one is to give yourself encouragement. So if something bad or painful happens to you, think about what you would say to a good friend if the same thing happened to him or her, and direct these compassionate responses towards yourself. Now again, it might be helpful to write this down if it doesn't come easily to start thinking in a different way. And another way is practicing mindfulness. This is the non-judgmental observation of your own thoughts, feelings and actions without trying to suppress or deny them. So if you're feeling sad or you're feeling upset, it's just kind of being with yourself and acknowledging that you're feeling those things and kind of being there. Number five is about regaining perspective. So when we're feeling upset, or we've failed or something's gone wrong, it can all feel very intense and we can really be in that moment and it's really hard to hold the bigger picture of life. But regaining perspective involves taking a step back and realising 
actually what we're feeling right now, other people feel this too every day. Other people are gonna feel this now in the future. We share this common humanity. We are really not alone. And what can go with this as well is letting go of the need for outside validation because lots of our negative thinking comes from how others perceive us. So if we're beating ourselves up for eating something, for instance, a lot of that self-directed anger stems from social pressures, like the pressure to look a certain way or maintain a certain weight. So choosing not to tie your happiness to outside influences can thus be an act of self-kindness with a much larger knock-on effect. And finally, reaching out to others. And this is more about talking to others so we can place our own feelings in context. Because when we talk to others, we realise actually we're not alone in feeling pain at different times. And it's an important part of reaffirming our sense of connectedness, reframing our perceived problems within the bigger picture and building social support networks that are invaluable to well-being. So I hope this has given you some different perspectives on self-compassion. And if you've been a skeptic, to maybe consider beginning to view this a bit differently. So start to think every day how you can be just a little bit more self-compassionate to yourself. And if you're still feeling really skeptical, try it as an experiment and see how it makes you feel. So thanks again for listening. I do appreciate every one of you that are tuning in every week. And if you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the Food Freedom Coach. And for regular tips and insights into overcoming disordered eating, do sign up for my weekly articles on my blog page at foodfreedomcoach.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Thank you.